the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Yes, indeed, it is another Together, San Diego. I'm going to toss one word at you, and we're going to be dealing with the content of that word throughout this entire show. Forerunner, okay? Forerunner. No, I'm not talking about a vehicle today. I'm talking about a leader of leaders. And the word forerunner or the uh, concept of forerunner shows itself throughout Scripture. There are, there are leaders and then there are followers. The forerunner is the one who is kind of in, in the foreground, uh, kind of leading the way. And there's a movement that is uh, launching uh, throughout the United States called the Forerunner Movement. And the man who is tied to that movement is named Sean Boone. And he's going to be with me for the entire two hours. We're going to talk about the Forerunner Movement, but we're also going to be talking about you as perhaps a forerunner yourself. And uh, Sean and I are going to help you connect the dots. Hello, Sean Hello, Cass. How are you today, sir? Uh, I'm doing fine. You've got a uh, re- remarkable uh, background, and, and you know, when you, sometimes when people say remarkable background, they go, oh, this guy is uh, credentialed and all this other stuff. Part of the background that you and many other of our listeners share as, has have been challenges in uh, environments like maybe the drug environment and other things like that. Uh, why don't you spend just a little bit of time telling us about the Forerunner Movement's Sean Boone and uh, a little bit about your past, and maybe sometimes, my listening friend, you're going to be amazed that God uses the challenges of your lives uh, to build his solid forerunner mentality. So I'm going to hand the baton to you, Sean. Give it to us. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Yes, sir. So my background hasn't always been uh, working for the Lord. Um, I was raised in church. I'm currently nine years old. Uh, But when I was about 16, I began to dabble uh, in drugs and alcohol and stray away from the church. And um, the the, the little bit of strain turned into a little bit more as I I got into college. Um, I spent 16 years working as a respiratory therapist. But uh, during that time, I had picked up what was, uh, you know, a little bit of marijuana use and some alcohol addiction that through time and through some heartbreak turned into full-blown addiction. Um, at the time that I came to the Lord um, in 2006, I was uh, already upwards to about uh, 24 beers a day. Um, a big drug back in that time, back in those days, was OxyContin, and uh, I was using about um, 160 milligrams of OxyContin on top of that um, cocaine. And my life had just spiraled down to the point that all I could all I could do was just drink daily, high functioning taking the drugs and just life completely spiraled out of control. Yes, and I you know as you are describing that I'm 
pretty certain that a number of our listeners here in San Diego County have had have had or are having those challenges as well. But uh, you're here to proclaim that there's a way out, and it's not only the name of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, but also uh, his scripture and the power of Holy Spirit uh, all along the way. And who knows, my listening friend, if you've had challenges in this area as well, uh, alcoholism or drug um, uh, been involved in the drug scene, uh, God could use that as a springboard or a stepping stone. And I have a feeling that Sean Boone of Forerunner Movement is going to tell us a little bit about that as well. Um, continue your your uh, insights here and, and maybe even define and help us understand the Forerunner Movement, Sean. Absolutely. Uh, just, to, just to continue on, um, as you said, all of the above, uh, Jesus, uh, He is the Word and the Word. And so um, I, I just recall um, I had uh, met my current wife, Amy. Uh, we have three children. And um, she would tell me, uh, as I was lost, she would say, Sean, uh, I don't think uh, rehab would work for you. I know it works for some. She said, I think Jesus would. And you have to understand I've become very bitter towards uh, Jesus, towards Christians and ministers. Uh, God has a sense of humor for sure. And so uh, on that ill-fated day in two, 2006, she had asked me to go to church with her. And so um, I did go to church. Uh, she told me I didn't have to buy her an anniversary gift. And so I went to church with her, and the minister got up there. The church of about 300 emptied out. He, he preached a message uh, uh, titled, Accept a Man Be Born Again. And uh, it was just me, the preacher, and Jesus. And, and I began to have conviction in my heart. But uh, uh, sadly, in that service, and much to her dismay, I did not accept Jesus. Uh, but then fast forward two days later, as uh, I'm sitting in my home um, drinking, had actually had pulled pulled a pistol out and thought, you know, I'm just going to end it all taking my drugs. Um, I heard this audible voice, and uh, this voice simply said, "What are you doing?" And um, I actually got up and went to the door because it, it sounded like my my father, and I thought he had come and asked me what I was doing. And uh, when I went to the door, there was no one there, and uh, I turned around to walk away. And tears filled my eyes, and he, he spoke to me and said, I didn't create you for this. I have plans for your life. And, Kaz, at that very moment, um, something instantly happened to me. Uh, the love of God flooded into my heart. The bitterness left. Uh, I became divinely sober. And uh, the next thing you know, uh, Sean Boone's on his way to, uh, to moving and forerunning for the Lord. Uh, and that's been uh, since 2006. Wow. And uh, what part of the United States were you in? You're right now in, in St. Augustine, uh, Illinois, aren't you? Was that... Was no, that... Uh, uh, recently left St. Augustine, was down there doing some ministry. I, I currently reside in a little town called Bluefield, Virginia. I see. Okay. All right. And so uh, we've got a few minutes left in this segment, enough time for you to set the stage for the Forerunner Movement, and how that came to be, and the and God's plans through you for the Forerunner Movement. Absolutely. Uh, so not long after that, I, uh, I began to kind of receive the call to minister. And uh, so uh, instantly, um, this evangelism thing, I wanted to help anyone who had been through addiction, anyone who was struggling, anyone who didn't know Jesus. And so I began to, to do that, began to be, you know, counseled and mentored, and, and some uh, other ministers took me under their wing. And uh, so I began to, you know, sort of see a, a, a shape. Um, and, and a form of something coming to pass. And so 
it uh, wasn't long, uh, about two and a half, three years after my conversion, that I planted uh, my first ministry, and it was called Into the Light Ministries, uh, based on the scripture of that, you know, the Lord said, I have brought you out of the darkness. Marcus into and it, the marvelous light, yes. Yes, yes, sir. And um, that ministry uh, was formed in 2008, and it ran until uh, 2017, in, in which I, I formed with another minister. Um, we, I merged that ministry, something that, that had never been done in our area, to form Father's House International Church. And uh, I served there as an elder and leader. And, uh, and then in two, uh, 2020, I began Forerunner Movement. Very good. Now, what in the world does Forerunner Movement, and you're living in, in Virginia, uh, what does that have to do with Southern California in particular, and what does that have to do with San Diego County? Is that part of God's vision for you? Yes, sir, and that's uh, how we came uh, connected. Um, so part of uh, being a Forerunner, and I'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss more um here in the future, but part of that is uh, the mandate of going to different regions and areas and, you know, uh, going before with the Word of the Lord and, and opening those gates and, and simply, you know, a- allowing Jesus that mandate that is on one's life to do so. And so uh, in uh, around 20, I want to say uh, 2020, 2021, uh, I had been sent to uh, Hollywood, uh, to Los Angeles, with a word from the Lord. And he specifically told me to get in behind the Hollywood sign. I had to stand in behind him oh and release it up the valley. And so I had just me and my wife, we hiked up there. And he said, I want you to release this. I said, Lord, I feel, I feel dumb. I feel stupid. Um, why are you sending me all the way to L.A.? And uh, he was like, well, this is, this is part of the mandate that's on your life. And so I go to many places in the U.S., uh, California, uh, included uh, the Midwest and, and Southern North. I, I am in Africa, uh, Haiti, Europe, uh, anywhere the Lord um, speaks to me specifically to, to go release His Word. Right, and basically you're, you're instructing people on um, inter- intercession, the, the whole idea of intercession, and equipping and training people, and uh, the whole idea of being a forerunner, I think you are you are defining that term in your very ministry, are you not? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we are we are heavily focused on intercession. Um, and one of the things that, that we'll tap into is the difference between priestly and kingly intercession. Uh, I believe to forerun is to release the kingly intercession, which is the word of the Lord as as kings and priests in the earth. Right, 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 right. Well, and... and... Uh, we had an opportunity to meet one another not long ago when I heard about you and your vision. Come Together San Diego, obviously, you can tell from the title, is really tied to our San Diego believers and almost believers. There are a number of those that listen to the radio broadcasts here, uh, Salem Media and KPRZ as well. But everybody has a story, and San Diego County in particular has a calling, and I believe that God is bringing you here to the ears of people in San Diego County to hear about being a forerunner, uh, the forerunner movement in particular, but also being a forerunner in and of themselves, because we're in those times. Don't you agree, Sean? We've got about a minute left. I absolutely agree. And um, when our mutual friend had connected us and he mentioned San Diego, it was like a light bulb went off and the Lord said, um, we're going to do some things in San Diego next, and, and this is the genesis of that. And I believe, I believe, I believe the Lord wants to move in a mighty way in San Diego, California. 
and not in a common way. And I believe that the Lord is 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 moving and shaking in our nation, and he he's, he's targeted California and and San Diego yes. uh, to, to just move in a mighty powerful way. Thank you. You know, we've got to go now, but in the next segments, we're going to talk a little bit more about how God is targeting uh, the Southern California and San Diego in particular, and the tie their tie-in with the Forerunner movement. We'll talk more about that when we come this right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hey, welcome back, my friends, to a show with the content dealing with the topic of being a forerunner. And we're not talking about automobiles. We're talking about people. And as you look through Scripture, the ones who are kind of leading the way are those who are having a forerunner mantle. Look in the mirror. Hey, that could be you. And you go, no, no, no. I kind of like to follow. <laughs> well, sometimes forerunners have to start out being followers before God says, you can do this and more. And all of a sudden you go, okay, I'm just going to be obedient. And uh, that's what God does to stir his forerunners. And today we're talking with a man named Sean Boone. He's the leader of this forerunner movement. And uh, it really deals with uh, intercession and training and equipping people like you to become the forerunners of scriptural prowess. So, Sean, we spent a little bit of time introducing you and the who, why, what, where, when and how of Sean Boone. Let's spend some time now talking a little bit more about the whole idea of the forerunner movement, what it looks like. And every once in a while, may you want to toss in your website, and you may want to talk in, toss in a little bit about uh, people that are in San Diego and uh, their God's plan for them as forerunners as well. Lay it on us, Sean. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I appreciate this opportunity so much. Yeah, so um, uh, again, it's uh, my name is Sean Boone. Uh, you can find me uh, on Facebook, uh, um, kind of the last name of uh, a pioneer we know in the U.S., Daniel Boone, uh, B-O-O-N-E. And, um, you know, I feel that, that pioneering for, uh, forerunning thing um, it naturally and spiritually as well. Um, you know, I can be, uh, be reached at, uh, um, my, um, not, not website, but email address at, uh, Jesus, uh, for Sean, uh, F-O-R-S-H-A-W-N at yahoo.com and on Facebook as well. And, uh, one thing, uh, I think I did fail to mention to you, um, Kaz is, uh, back in, uh, 2020, I had, uh, I have also wrote a book, uh, that is titled, um, the call of the harlot, the cry of the bride. Wow, you're going right, right to the heart of things, aren't you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so, um, you know, just uh, just adding back into, uh, I, I always like to um, when I'm uh, teaching and, and equipping and instructing and, and, and ministering, I always like to. Um, my college professor always used the kiss method, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it simple, Sean. And so. <laughs> I like to minister in such a way that, you know, sometimes we like to over-spiritualize or, or, or glamorize, um, you know, some of the um, fivefold giftings and, and what we do. But, you know, a forerunner, Kaz, is just someone who's simply devoted to preparing the way for the Lord. Yes. You know, always pointing to Him. Yes. You know, I, in some of our communications, um, I've and I've heard you refer to the phrase revivalist. 
what does that mean and how does that relate to the Forerunner movement, but also how does that relate to our listening friends right now? That's, that's a great question. Um, that was, a, a, you know, uh, early on in, in my ministry, um, I heard that term. And another term went with that really quick, as someone had mentioned to me, um, you know, evangelist and, and, and revivalist. And uh, I was like, revivalist, what, what do you mean? And uh, I'll share really quick uh, with the listeners, uh, Kaz, that in um, 2012, just kind of minding my own business, was going to do some three-day meetings that ended up turning into a three-month outpouring uh, here in the Appalachian Mountains of Virginia, uh, that we began to see supernatural signs, uh, many being saved, many being baptized, healed um, of, of heart disease, cancers. Even people uh, were going to the eye doctor and was like, you know, what's happened to your eyes? Um, but many supernatural things that, that took place. We saw corrective things. And so that's when that whole revivalist thing, you know, started to come. And I'm like, you know, I'm just following God. Um, and so that would be one thing that would be labeled in there, just uh, where where the man or woman of God goes that is devoted to him and, and devoted to seeing him move, um, you know, revival breaking out. Very good. Very good. Well, how has your vision for the Forerunner movement, you know, sometimes— we we get a vision, get a nuance of an idea, and we move forward in it, and we haven't gotten it full defined, fully defined yet because the Lord hasn't fully defined it for us yet. So through the years and time frame that you've been embracing this forerunner movement, how has it changed, or uh, how has the vision of it expanded? That's a great question. So um, I, I was actually in a, in some meetings, um, revival meetings in Florence, South Carolina. And uh, I knew a new season was upon uh, my wife, Amy, and I. He said, uh, I want you to call it Forerunner Movement. I said, what's a forerunner? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so you're asking me to start this ministry, and I don't even, uh, you know, I don't know what a forerunner is. And so, you know, what I didn't realize is there were many aspects that I was naturally operating in. Uh, I believe when, when God, um, you know, creates a man or a woman and, and calls a, ma- a man or a woman that, they're, they're going to be bent towards things naturally. Um, and so some of those, those things that we were already doing, but then as I began to study the ministry of a forerunner, and, uh, you know, I always you, you, I speak of John the Baptist, and I speak of Jesus, um, and, you know, we, you can look at that scripturally as well. Um, always looking to scripture, then I started to more of a definition and honing in on what a forerunner actually was. Yes. And... Uh... I'm I'm trying to uh, relate this to our listening friends here. A lot of people, you know, they get to be armchair quarterbacks and things, and they, they may go to church, and they may have a church thing on Sunday, and they may have a Tuesday or Thursday or Wednesday venue as well. But uh, being a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is uh, 24-7, and it, it happens when you're at work. It happens when you're at church. It come, happens when you're in the grocery store or it happens when you're jogging or walking your dog. Any of those times may be that godly opportunity for you to showcase, be the forerunner in a message to somebody who's uh, walking the same path. I mean, literally, maybe taking a jog or walking the dog, taking a jog or walking the dog, you know, <laughs> so, something like that. And you can you may just say one key word, and as a, as a forerunner, 
you, you, God's going to put you in a position to do that. And then somebody goes, yeah, uh, you know, they may agree with you or they may go say something different, but it's an open opportunity for you to revive their lives, thus the phrase being a revivalist as well. Any thoughts on that, Sean? Yeah, so yeah, that's that's an excellent point. You know, I always uh, say the greatest message I will ever minister will not be really what comes out of my mouth, but will be uh, by the life I, I right. live. Lifestyle ministry. Yes, sir. And so, you know, as as a forerunner and a, a revivalist, um, you know, we sort of, we look at the mission field is, is the world. It's, uh, I'm in, I'm in, uh, I'm shopping in Walmart, or um, I just happened to be walking the street. Maybe I'm on vacation. Uh, I was just in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, we were on the beach. You know, and so just an opportunity. And, you know, Kaz, what I have found is um, people are looking for friends. They're, they're looking for someone who, who cares. Um, are, are you just a ministry number? Oh, I want to lead this person to Jesus. Or um, I gave a word of prophecy or encouragement over this person. But do you gen- genuinely care? And I believe the heart of what God is doing and, and to be a revivalist and forerunner is, is, is not just ministry um, prowess or success, but really walking in the love of God. Walking in the God. love of God. Absolutely. But, and walking in the love of God and listening to Holy Spirit, because sometimes as you walk with the way God walked, where, where Jesus walked, Jesus ran into people. <laughs> he ran into people, and they were ministry opportunities. He knew that very clearly. And so the question is, as you and I are walking along in our life and lifestyle, who are we going to run into? And is it indeed a person whom God gave you a word or a lifestyle ministry to and for? So my listening friend, I, I think uh, I really appreciate Sean because he's giving us the bare bones about the forerunner movement, but also you and I, my friends, as becoming that godly forerunner in our lives. We've got about a minute left in this uh, segment, Sean. Any further thoughts here? Because I want to go back into your beginning two ministries and talk a little bit about those in the next segment. But anyway, any further thoughts here? Absolutely. Just one thing that stuck out to me. Um, I don't know if many of your listeners have have watched The Chosen. Yes. Um, My wife and I, you know, have have been watching that. And it it didn't take long, Cass, for me to look at my wife and say, most of Jesus's ministry was not in the temple. Yes, it was. It was in the highways and the byways. It was in the marketplace. You know, it was. He was looking to encounter people where they were at. And I know for my own self, Kaz, that I was in my home, and the Lord met me where I was at. Yes, indeed, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, my friends, uh, we're going to talk more about uh, the uh, forerunner movement and uh, maybe some of the ministries that were involved with him that got him started in this. But he just spoke about The Chosen in a show upcoming in a couple of weeks. We're going to be having some of the characters of Chosen on the show and being interviewing them as well. So my listening friend, so much more going on, and we're going to find a little bit more out about Sean Boone, but also the Forerunner Movement, and also you being a revivalist. We'll talk more about that when we come. Yep, right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Hello, my friends. Well, you know a scripture I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, do not feel 
bad about small beginnings because small beginnings are the way God has us move in our lives. You know, he may give us a, a grand vision uh, of maybe being a forerunner or a forerunner movement, or God has a call for you and you go, that's a grand vision, but uh, do not disregard the small steps. The small steps uh, are necessary. You know, if you're a runner, you have to start out with a slow run or a riding a horse. A horse starts out with a, with a walk and a a trot, a canter, and then a gallop. And so God wants us to have that starting approach as well. So we're talking about a ministry outreach from a man named Sean Boone, and the ministry outreach is called Forerunner Movement. And uh, he talks about being a revivalist and listening and obeying God's Word for him. And I wanted this to turn into a ministry opportunity for you to take what Sean has learned and apply that to your life as well. One of the things, Sean, you spoke of earlier on in the show is that you didn't start out with a forerunner movement. You started out and God gave you uh, some ministry involvement, and you began the light ministries, and that transitioned into another ministry. And through all this uh, process, God was fine-tuning a bigger vision. Why don't you share that, and our listening friends will get to understand that as well. So you didn't start out with the forerunner movement. It started elsewhere. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, you know, in, in 2008, um, after, after being, you know, delivered and just getting a blaze on, uh, on fire for Jesus, he had asked uh, my wife and I to start into the light ministries and, and, and what we would call maybe, uh, your traditional church type model. And, uh, you know, our, our first Sunday that we opened the church and it was humble beginnings. Um, uh, I, I tell people, um, living here in the Appalachians, there wasn't running water to the building. And there wasn't uh, indoor plumbing. And so our first meeting, uh, of course, we were on fire for God. Uh, the Lord had instructed me, um, you know, son, if you'll catch fire, someone will come watch you burn. And uh, so, so 50, I think we counted 50 people were at our first meeting. And I thought, oh, God, this is, this is really it right here. And so in the Sundays to come, uh, many of those meetings, it was myself, my wife, our three children, and my parents. And so you want to talk about humble beginnings, but the Lord instructed me, son, you preach like there's uh, 500 people here. Um, just just be faithful to what I'm calling you to do. And there was much training and much learning and, and uh, a heartache and difficulty. But I always say God makes a man. He doesn't make a ministry. Oh, I like it. I like it. You know, before we go any further, I, I want to really bring this home uh, to our listening friends, and I mean bring it home literally. There are people in San Diego County right now that fall into this category of God has been nudging them uh, by moving into something. They may not be bold enough to say it's a ministry, but whatever the calling happens to be. And I, I would like you to take the experience that you've had and you and convert that into a prayer to pray over our listening uh, audience right now and encourage them that God indeed uh, has a process and uh, they may be in the early phases of that process, but know that it's God's plans and not even their own. And you can, if it's his plans and not yours, you can entrust him to give you the directions and directives. Would you be so kind to spend a minute or two praying over our listening audience right now? Yes, it would be an honor. Father, we come to you now in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. I believe at the sound of mine and Kaz's voice, Father, I believe there are even those that, was that God speaking? Was was that God nudging me? Was that Holy Spirit nudging me? Um, I, I want to say, friend, God, 
the, the devil isn't going to ask you to do good. And the Lord wants you to start because many times we say, I don't have this or I don't have that. If you have, if you have the Lord, if you have Holy Spirit, uh, sir, madam, you have everything that you need. And so, Father, I pray for a boldness to come over the listeners. I pray for a boldness. I pray for um, faith to arise. I pray for something to, to begin to stir on the inside, an unction. As, as they begin to function with that unction from the Holy One and begin to obey, because, uh, listener, obedience is better than sacrifice. Don't worry or listen to the voice of the naysayer or the doubters. Just trust Him and move forward with what He is asking you to do. And we say that you will, and you will touch lives, you will better others, and you will uh, reveal to them uh, the one who is we're all talking about him, the world is pointing to, and his name is Jesus. And we say that that will be so in Jesus' name. Oh, my. Thank you, Sean Boone of the Forerunner Movement. You uh, started out with the Light Ministries, and you were talking about things progressing and uh, God expanding the vision. Uh, God kind of expanded the vision from your view of uh, a ministry, and, and you called it the Light Ministries, and that was in the Appalachian Mountains, and you started out with an, a good handful of people, but you think, well, it's going to grow from here, but it grew the wrong direction. It downsized to <laughs> your immediate relatives, and you go, what's going on here? Well, what lessons did you learn in that downsizing? And then tell us a little bit about uh, the upsizing of that happened in 2017. Absolutely. So I uh I always say this, God always tests the effectiveness of what he's built. And even when we look at the the temple or the restoring from Babylonian captivity, uh, the test was 400 years without a prophetic voice, without God speaking. And and even when we see the the inception of the church, there's a testing. Sure. Right? Because you can't have a testimony without a test. Ooh, like that. And part of my, my testimony is, 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 faithfulness and being true to who God called you to be, no matter what you see. Because oftentimes when we start something, you know, it's going to be, are we going to go by what we see in the natural, or are we going to see with eyes of faith? And what God is wanting to do is he's wanting to build faith in his people. Yes. And, and if you even think about when when God pulled, uh, used Moses to pull the people uh, out of uh, Egyptian bondage, um, the, the promise was, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. But the first place they went to didn't even have running water. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so oftentimes, you know, when God gives you a vision and, you know, you see that thing and you go for it, because, you know, I, I, the first thing that I saw was the, the sea of faces. I saw the people. But there's always the test of it looks like the opposite. There's a wilderness. Yes. It looks like the opposite. Yes. And so God, in, in that time, God establishes faith and faithfulness. You know, he strengthened us, strengthens us during that time. And I believe there's, Kaz, there's also a protection of the character matching the calling. Right. And I believe that imperative at Into the Light Ministries, um, that was what God was doing within me. Okay, well, let's talk about the transition that happened in 2017. We want to conclude this segment with that topic of the the Father's House International Church, 2017. So God was transitioning you and uh, uh, building character in the midst of all that, wasn't he? 
Yes, sir. So, yeah, you know, we, we had went from 2008 to 2017. Uh, one thing that I, I just want to honor God with is during that time of starting in this little country church, we had in, in the year 2012 received a gift of, of $700,000 worth of property. Oh, um, that was, um, you know, uh, a, a large what used to be a, a department store with storefronts. And so we were we were really gaining momentum and and starting to you know really growing and being effective in our city of Bluefield, and um, you know and then when it come up to the time of 2017, of uh, uh, me and the other minister had been had been running together for for a few years, and I really was starting to feel that pull away from pastoral ministry, and handing that pastoral part over to him and to lead in that capacity to begin to step over into more forms of evangelism. And also, just I started to focus on our youth. Yes. So you, your your definition got a little bit more fine tuned there. Uh, maybe the the four walls component was uh, less pertinent to you, and it was more reaching out. And also, uh, youth youth became became a focal point. Correct. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, you know, the scripture where it says, you know, the, the, the day gets brighter as we go. As we step yeah. with him, it, the path gets brighter. And so that's what God began to do uh, when we formed Father's House International Church. And, um, you know, I got to, to see God continue to mold and shape. Uh, again, opportunities. I, I went from senior leader to ministering to youth. You yes. know, oppor- opportunities, because, you know, the, the bane of John the Baptist was he must increase. And yes. I must be. That's very good. And so we're we're going to be given many opportunities to humble ourselves because Jesus was humility. He was the chief servant. And so, uh, sir or madam, you will be tested um, in those areas until until we stand in glory with Him for eternity, uh, putting on humility and putting on Christ. Yes. And so that that was what the Lord was continuing to do during that time. Well, very good. We've only got about half a minute left in this segment, but uh, thanks for sharing a little bit of insight about Father's House International and the preceding the Light Ministries. But the picture is bigger, and that that had him relegated to a certain geographical location, and God just expanded the geographical location throughout the United States. We're going to talk more about that and what it means to be a forerunner tied to this forerunner movement by Sean Boone. We'll talk more about that. What we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. The Forerunner Movement, we're about ready to share with you the what for of the Forerunner Movement. My guest in this show is Sean Boone. He kind of leads the Forerunner movement. But as God gives you, my San Diego County listening friend, a vision, you have to realize that he's not going to start you out uh, in a, uh, the mega church or the mega involvement. He's going to set set your pace so that you can learn to walk, you know, like a baby. Baby wiggles and cries and, and rolls around and then 
crawls and then stands and then runs and then you can't stop them. <laughs> I'm a grandpa, so I'm seeing that process. So my friend, it's the same thing as God gives you a vision, same thing that Sean Boone has shared with us as he's taken us to where we are now is the forerunner ministry from a, a small church environment to a larger church environment and then partnering with another person. And then he launched out that really broadened beyond four walls. And what is God doing with you? Is he broadening you beyond a, uh, uh, a Sunday or a weekend saint and broadening you to go out and go on the street corners and whatever he might do to minister to different people groups? Well, I'm going to have Sean share his viewpoints on the Forerunner movement, and maybe you can acquire some inspiration from it. So, Sean, let us know a little bit more about the Forerunner movement and where that has taken you, and is it taking you to DAY today? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, when you have uh, Cass mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, the four walls, um, I, I have a statement I, I like to say, and uh, it's that Jesus isn't just Lord of the church. He's Lord of the earth. Yes. And so... You know, the, the thing about Forerunner Movement um, and the dynamic of it, uh, one of the things that I currently have going on is in the Shenandoah Valley um, that, that goes up from Roanoke all the way up past Winchester, Virginia. I have been involved for the last three years of partnering with ministries, partnering with leaders. And what we have started to do is unify in that region and area. And we're starting to hold um, corporate gatherings. Uh, we're starting to hold, um, you know, leadership gatherings. And the focus is, is being unity. So uh, with, with this forerunner thing and, and what I have found with what the Lord has me doing is I may get on an airplane and fly to a, a city, um, uh, to another nation, and I may do something singly, a, a word from the Lord. Um, I may, uh, you know, it may be a specific ministry in a specific area, um, and then it may turn into something that is more regional um, in what God is doing as well. Yep. You know, what it goes, it goes from, uh, you know, neighborhood to local to uh, citywide to regional and may even go worldwide. Who knows? That's what God can do. Talk Absolutely. about that and a guy named Billy Graham, for example. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, Acts 1-8, and that was what the Lord began to show me. And, you know, I, I know that in California, in, in my, um, you know, observations and then in, in my times there, I know there's larger populaces, and I know there's, there's you know, larger ministries. And sometimes I, I know, I know, Kaz, when I'm asked, uh, somebody says, oh, you're a minister. Well, how big is your church? You're right. So what I, here's what I loved about Jesus. And uh, I, I, I pride myself in this as well, is Jesus would minister to 12 or, or, or 70 or 5,000 families, um, or he would minister to two sons of thunder. Yes. Or maybe maybe one woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And so I never, I, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I wanted to be the next Billy Graham when I got saved, <laughs> you know, but I never look at it based on the size because I believe that affecting one life of, of, the, of the minister that led Billy Graham to Jesus affected 
hundreds of thousands. And so that, that's just it. There's never an aim uh, to, to be on the size or, or whatever that is, but just to be effective. And, uh, you know, how big or small doesn't matter. We just want to uh, be obedient and be where the Lord wants us to be. Right. So um, we, we're going to be spending the rest of the time really talking about the forerunner movement per se. And uh, where did you want to go with this segment in regards to the forerunner movement, Sean? Uh, really quick, um, because I feel like we've used the term forerunner a lot, and um, I'd like to give a quick definition. That, okay. Uh, like I said, I keep the, the KISS method, keep it simple, Sean. And uh, that way the, the listener is, uh, oh, okay, we know. So, so simply a definition is a person or thing that precedes another. Okay, so if we talk about John the Baptist, then it says um, in, in the Scripture in, in Luke one seventeen that he will go before the Lord as a forerunner, and that is in the Passion Translation. Right. Okay? And, and so what John simply did was preparing the way. And I tell people this all the time. Nobody recognized when Jesus walked on the scene except John. And he said, look, yes. there he is. Yes. And, and so simply, that is, that is the vein I, I feel of. And I know there are many listening now, Cass, that say, hey, I feel that. I feel that. Because I wanted to do revival, per se. I wanted to always be involved. But God said, what if I want you to forerun revival? What if I want you to go to a place or a thing, release a prayer, release a word, so that maybe another could come in and revival is going to happen? And I believe that is one of the major callings that is upon my life as a forerunner and many forerunners is maybe we won't get to be involved with that Azusa. Maybe we won't be the one in the meetings, but maybe we was the spark. Yes. Ooh, I like that spark. The spark that brought that forth. And you know, the, one of the struggles with Elijah is is he tried to do revival. You know, he, he tried to, to do, but God was asking him to forerun. Elijah was a forerunner. He said, I want you to forerun revival, Elijah. I want you to anoint Jehu. And once he figured that out, then he, he was on track. And so that was the same with me. Yeah, I'm not saying, Kaz, I won't be involved with revival meetings. But if I can be that spark, that one that goes in before, what if, I, what if there's this little town he needs me to go in, put my feet on the ground, and release the word that he give me to begin to spark revival? No one has to know. Mm, yes. You know? And so that was the thing about John. He's increased. He's here. And we can't get that backwards. He is increasing, so I must decrease. Mm, that's, you know, that scripture was in my mind when you said it. That's exactly right. He must increase, I must decrease. That is so true. And I love your definitions of forerunner and the forerunner movement. One who precedes, or a movement that precedes another, goes before, goes before, and then also uh, preparing the way for another. And I love the phraseology you used there. It's kind of like a spark. You know, you can't sit in front of a spark and worm yourself in the evening chill. <laughs> but you can, the, the spark that starts the fire is the fire that you can sit beside. You may just be the spark, my friend. That could be the case. Any other thoughts on this? We've got a couple minutes left. Yeah, and I think that is, and I think that was what God is doing in this hour, um, Kaz. I believe sometimes it's easy to get lost in the beauty of the temple and, you know, uh, what conferences are we at or how where have I attained 
uh, my status, so to speak. And, I, and, and in that sense, I think the church has adapted the Babylonian system of hierarchy. But when we look at the fivefold ministry, the apostles at the bottom, that's the foundation. And I believe our aim should always to be effective and always to be obedient to what the Lord wants us to do, not to be known. Because I have eternity in mind. I want to stand before him and him know me and said, son, you've done what I asked you to do. It wasn't for the fame. It wasn't for the notoriety. But I was able to move because you did simply what I asked you to do. Yes. And that's really uh, pivotal, isn't it? That's my listening friend. That's really pivotal to you and I as well. You know, I, I started to do list every morning, almost every morning, and I ch- check these things off. But I find out that the to do list is really the spark that was the thing that was going to set me into getting the things accomplished that the Lord wants to have accomplished. So my listening friend, it's really an honor to have Sean Boone of the Forerunner Movement with us. It's not only sharing some insights about he and this particular movement, but also it's sharing some insights for you and whatever movement God has for you and how the process of these things uh, is very important. It's, it starts with you know a spark, and out of that spark becomes the, the bigger vision. And, and Sean, one of the phrases you use here I'd like to spend in the next segment talking about you talking about uh, getting away from the Babylonian system of uh, hierarchy. Uh, I, I thought that was a remarkable statement. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking about this uh, and uh, the forerunner movement, but also are we tied to the Babylonian system, and how in the world do we get out of it, and how do we use that as a springboard to where God wants us to be? We'll talk more about that when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on Praise. Hey there, welcome back to the second hour of Come Together San Diego. And we've been talking about the topic and the phrase being a forerunner, being a forerunner and tied to the forerunner movement as God designed through Sean Boone. We're having him with us for the entire two hours. We're now in the second hour. I was just thrilled about uh, Sean's definition about the process that goes uh, in being a forerunner, preceding uh, others to come thereafter, uh, preparing the way. And I love what he talked about uh, being the spark, the starter spark. And, you know, the analogy is you don't sit in front of a spark to warm your hands, but the spark is the thing that starts the fire. And that's what God wants us to be. You know, in the last segment, Sean, thanks for joining us and staying with us for the second hour as well. But one of the phrases you use I'd like us to launch off with, and it's uh, about the Babylonian system. I have so much thoughts about that, and I know you have some insights too. But... Before we do, my listening friend, I want to give you a way to communicate with me. If you want to talk to me, let me give you a website, not a website really, but an email for getting together with me and telling me you like this or you don't like that or I have an idea for a show and da-da-da-da-da-da, and I'll pay attention and we'll move forward accordingly. That uh, email address is come together San Diego, all squished together as one word. Come together San Diego at kprz.com. Come together San Diego at kprz.com. Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> and Sean, uh, you mentioned in our earlier segment that people can find you by going to YouTube. And uh, did you have any further things to say about that? Because I'm going to have you talk about the Babylonian system. But before we do, any ways that you and you gave a, an email address, I guess Sean Jesus Jesus for Sean S H A W N at Yahoo dot com. Is that right? That's correct, sir. Yeah, you can you can find me um, on Facebook. Uh, 
on Facebook as well. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, uh, it's, most will be happy to see. It's a picture of me and my beautiful wife. And uh, you'll see the Forerunner logo um, uh, that we have. Because we, and, you know, we have different, uh, we also have Forerunner um, family and we have Forerunner Refuge. We're, there's many things we're starting to branch off and grow into. So uh, you'll see that logo. So give me a follow and we'd love to connect with you. I love it. You really stirred me when you identified uh, the fact that right now, in particular, particularly where we are, the Babylonian system is uh, surrounding us in, in many ways, not only in a church environment, but also day to day, the, you know, the paying attention to other gods, the Babylonian gods, you know, uh, the whole entertainment thing, uh, the whole communications thing, the uh, education thing, the uh, medical thing, all these different things have a Babylonian spirit tied to them. And we need to get out of this Babylonian system. And even in a church environment, um, I, I know because I've visited a lot of different churches, and there are a lot of things that carry a Babylonian flavor, and people don't even realize it. Pastors and leaders don't even realize it. But the the uh, lording over other people kind of a thing uh, has a Babylonian flavor, like a Babylonian king or leader. And, of course, the uh, putting preeminence over things that are not God stuff, you know, what we watch and what we say. So I'm going to have you uh, expand on that a little bit, and we'll have an engaging segment here and talk a little bit more about the Forerunner movement as a result of that. Sean Boone. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, when we speak of the the Babylonian system, uh, of the system of hierarchy, um, you know, the Lord Jesus was was clear, I came to serve. I'm, I'm the greatest servant. And as leaders, we are servants. It's not that the the people serve us. Now, they may serve a vision. They may have a place, right? And and concerning the Babylonian system, you know, there's an ancient proverb that says to have a a ship in the sea is one thing, but when you get too much sea in the ship, we have a problem. (laughs) And, you know, I I am for, and I I want to make it clear, I I do, um, I'll go anywhere, and I've I've spoken at, at large events, and and we'll continue to do so as the Lord leads. But sometimes it's it's getting into this, uh, what I call, you know, we, we call our five-fold um, ministries that's mentioned in Ephesians. Uh, but sometimes I think it's become the five-fold ladder. Oh, say and, that again. That, that's a poignant comment you have. Five-fold ministry, not the five-fold ladder. I like that. Yes. Yeah, and it's and it's like what we've done is well, if we can make it to apostle or prophet, it's like well, we've got to the top of the rung, uh, you know. And, and and the scripture is clear that apostle prophet are the foundation layers. And I tell people all the time, if I build a house and I lay my foundation first, uh, I guarantee you, you know, all my friends, thirty friends, are not going to show up with pizza and and snacks to say, well, let's hang out. What's just the foundation, right? Um, they're not they're not going to show up until the house is built, and those ministries are, are, are there to lay foundations to help build the house, right? Because it's it's wisdom uh, that builds a house, uh, but it's it's knowledge that fills it. Oh, that's good. And it's like, it's like we like these dynamic ministries, these words of knowledge, these you know, who's given the prophecy or who's you know who's who's who, if you will, and that's the things we're being drawn to. And, and, and I have been changed at conferences, and I'm for them, so I don't want the listeners to misconstrue that. But sometimes it's like it's become a who's who. Yeah. 
And my question is, is where, but where's the real work and the effectiveness being done? Um, I always say that true spiritual authority is not based on, you know, how many people I can lead, but can I move the heart of God? Yes. You know, there, 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 was, there were two sisters, um, you know, a Mary and a Martha. And, um, you know, Martha runs out there and tells Jesus, if you'd have been here, my brother hadn't died. Um, she and he told her about the resurrection, and then Mary goes out, who sit at his feet, and 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 would abide there. And she said the same thing. And it says instead of getting a teaching, he groaned in his spirit, and he raised Lazarus. Martha got a teaching about a resurrection, but Mary got a resurrection. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And, and so my my thing is, Kaz is I'm, I. I and I've been there. I, I, I have had opportunities with very well, well-known ministers, and I honor them. Some are they're amazing, and the generals in the faith. And but I'm to the point now of, of number one, I'm, I'm more focused on my relationship with the Lord. I need to be close to Him. I want to be intimate with with Him, and I'm, I'm focused on being effective. And you know. Again, like I said about the chosen, he wasn't found in the, the beautiness of the temple. He was out in the highways and the byways. And, and so we need leaders, and we need apostles and prophets and teachers, evangelists and pastors. We need them, but we need them to know that they're, they're here to serve. That's right. You, you, you're, you are chief <clears throat> servant, and I promise you that if you will put him first and put your aim to focus, he'll, he'll send builders, he'll send helpers. That's right. Because who's the one that's building the house? You're a participant. You know, we talk about the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, and Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. But the chief cornerstone is the cornerstone against which all the other pieces fit. So God had a plan from the very beginning that you were going to be one of those fitting pieces being fitly joined together. So my listening friend, the challenge for us in this, our Christian faith and our Christian walk is to find out where God intends us to fit. And God may call you, my listening friend, to be a forerunner or in a forerunning mentality to kind of set the pace for some of the, uh, uh, some of the other stones and pebbles that are going to be uh, coming, moseying up alongside of you. And all of a sudden, it's not a house that you built. It's God's house. Thoughts about that? Because we're coming down to this, this segment break in a couple of minutes. A couple of thoughts. So the, one of the first questions the disciples asked Jesus was, where do you sleep or where do you lay your head? Where are you the head? Yes. The apostle's not the head of the church. Jesus is. There you go. And we're, we are royal priesthood. We are, we're actually called living stones. And God has it designed that we be placed into a building. If you're just a pile of rocks, the enemy can come pick you up and carry you where he wants. Yep. But if we're built into a spiritual house, then the enemy has no, no place in us. And so we have to understand, maybe for a season, this is where I'm to serve. This is what I'm to do. And there's no shame in that. No, no one starts at, at the top. And so the, 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 the chief, the greatest that ever walked the, the earth, said out of his own mouth, he said, I am the greatest servant of all. Yes. And so, Kaz, that is... Uh, you know, everywhere I go, I share, and that is my focus: is how can I serve? That's so good. Uh, the yeah, Jesus was the servant of all, and God says, uh, "I want you to be like my." The Father says, "I want you to be like my Son. Be a servant, and in, in that serving, you shall also be God's one of God's leaders." 
So that's really the plan there, that God wants you to have leadership. But it doesn't come by the Babylonian mentality about being the Lord of all. It is by being a stone in the building blocks of uh, the temple, whose who's, we are God's temple. So we're going to talk more about those things, but I really loved an earlier comment that you uh, made or wrote down about one of the visions God has given you, Sean uh, Boone, about uh, o- opening the gates of different cities like San Diego and regions and nations. We're going to talk more about the gates that God will open for you and also my listening friend that could be San Diego, San Diego County, the region, and the nation. We'll talk more about those things. Be excited because God has plans for you, and we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, 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 my friends. You may be driving in your car. You may be sitting at home. You may be in a gathering or who knows where. But I'm so glad that you're listening. And I hope this topic is being an inspiration to you. God may just have you as a forerunner in his plans for not only maybe the place you work or the place you visit, maybe uh, maybe you're the, where you work out or uh, shop or anything like that. He may have you as a forerunner uh, in that area to uh, change the whole flavor of that environment. And we're talking with Sean Boone, who has what, what he calls the forerunner movement. Uh, he's tied to that. And God has given him progressive revelation on who, why, what, where, when, and how. And we just hope that this is also a progressive revelation to you on the who, why, what, where, when, and how of what God wants to do, not only to you, but through you. So, Sean Boone, welcome back to this segment. And one of the things you talked about in the past was how God is opening gates in different cities like San Diego and others, but also beyond cities, regions, and beyond regions, nations as well. Why don't you share about that? Because, my listening friend, this might be that that little nuance that uh, sparks you into something bigger than you could even imagine. <laughs> Sean Boone. Absolutely. So uh, once again, uh, as God began to speak to me about um, being a gatekeeper, it was the same as when he said forerunner. Well, what is that? Uh, what What do you mean by that? And so I began to uh, delve into that a little more and uh, study into it and, and uh, you know, already Okay, I'm starting. I see I'm functioning that way. Um, so what the Lord has spoke to me, he said, to be a forerunner is to be a gatekeeper. Okay. And so uh, a quick, uh, just a overview of a gatekeeper. Gatekeepers in, in Scripture, they were guards stationed for protection at various kinds of gates, okay, which could be a city gate, a palace gate, or a temple gate. All right. Now, I, I want to just focus really quick on San Diego. Um, because, you know, I always do a little bit of homework. Um, and uh, I, for one, uh, we're, gonna, we're going to really call some things forth when, uh, Kaz, you determine that. But, uh, you know, San Diego is considered the birthplace of, of California. And uh, first comes the natural, then the spiritual. I like it. We're going to partner with that. But it also mentions that, uh, you know, a fort was formed there and a mission. Yes. Okay. And so when we talk about a fort, you know, in a fortified city, then we, we there ha- there's gates in those fortified cities, okay? And so simply as a gatekeeper, 
uh, when we look in, uh, and I'll give a couple of uh, uh, scriptural references for this, and uh, uh, I want the listener to uh, uh, look at the Passion Translation because it specifically uses gate and, and gatekeeper. But in John chapter 10, Jesus, Jesus starts to speak uh, to the Pharisees, and he says, you know, if, whoever comes over in here uh, w- without my permission is a thief, Okay. And, and, Cass, one of the things that I believe has happened in our nation and, and in specific cities, regions, and areas is the enemy, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he enters in with particular things, whether it be addiction, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, things like abortion or, 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 or other things that he will begin to turn a city upside down. And so he comes in like a thief. Well, well, the first thing is, is that, you know, Jesus said, I'll catch that thief. But he says, I need someone at the gate, you know, on the gate to open it, right? Because when you open that gate, all right, and the scripture's clear. This is, and I love to make things so simple. Once again, Jesus said, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw all people to me. As a gatekeeper, our job is to go into wherever God is, is telling us. Is it a town? Is it a city? Is it a particular state? Is it a particular region? And go in, put our feet on the ground and say, here's what I do, Lord. I stand here as a gatekeeper. I open the gate and I lift you high. You will draw all men to you. But it's you, Jesus. You catch the thieves and the robbers. What the enemy has tried to come here and do, and you kick them out. You see, he's much better at at removing uh, the enemy than I am. And so... Our job, and I and I tell people this all the time, our job is to draw people to Jesus, not to the bride, to the bridegroom, not to the bride. Yes, yes, and, yes, and yes. So, and so as a gatekeeper, he will he will speak to me. And so we're talking about San Diego, and we'll pray that prayer, Cas, uh, you see fit um, when you do. Of hey, we we lift you up, Jesus. It's so simple. We lift you up. We have the word of the Lord. This is what you're saying, and when He's lifted up that he does in that region what he needs to do. We, we, you know, the King James Version says, in earth, we are earthen vessels. He's looking for an earthen vessel in earth as it is in heaven. That's right. Who has the word from heaven? Who yeah. has that word to release that? Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously Jesus, is, through Holy Spirit, has given it to a lot of different people, and some of them don't even know it. Some of them are <laughs> actually listening to this broadcast right now. Amen. Amen. I believe there are many. I, be, I believe there's an enlightenment um, by Holy Spirit that he is just revealing and saying, because sometimes we, we shrink back. And, you know, God is saying, don't make it difficult. Don't make it hard. Just simply do what I'm asking you to do. Because he, he decided that he would do nothing apart from this earth from man. I tell people he gave it over to Adam in such, such a way Adam had the ability to give it away. Yes, he did. And, and, and so Jesus come back to redeem that. So what God is doing is he is on that mobile throne going to and fro, and he's looking and saying, who will be my mouthpiece? Who will stand in this place? Who will stand in the gap, Ezekiel, right? Who, who, who will say, I need one, and be willing to do that and lift my name high. And speak what I'm asking you to speak so that I can do what I want to do. And you say, well, it's not that easy. Uh, Sir, madam, it is that easy. That's good. That's good. You know, you you talk about uh, 
being a gatekeeper, and you talk about San Diego, and I appreciate the little history lesson you gave us, but but San Diego really is. I mean, it's it's a seaport <clears throat> city. <clears throat> it's a military city. It's a border city. A lot of people say about about California, as California goes, so goes the nation. But you can even expand on that statement because San Diego is really the border city that uh, engages San Diego, the port city, the military, and, you know, the the border with another foreign country. As San Diego goes, so goes California. It can go that way, too. And as California goes, so goes this nation. My listening friend, there's a reason that you're in San Diego County, because you can impact and influence a lot of things going on. And, uh, you know, San Diego has been, uh, you know, with Balboa Park and Presidio and things like that. And also, you know, the the uh, priests that went uh, up the coast of California, there's a lot of precedents in uh, San Diego. So God has big plans for this. And God wants you to be a prudent gatekeeper, but there are a lot of different gates involved uh, as well. I mean, uh, um, there's a gate to the city, there's a gate to business, there's a gate to uh, education, so so many different gates. Uh, I don't want to take your time away from you there, Sean, so uh, continue if you'd like. Yeah, that's so good. And so that and that's what you have to understand is is where's my metron? Where's where's my place? Yes. You know, where is God speaking me to do that? So, you know, it just happens to be with me, Kaz, is is, you know, to to go to many different areas. Yes. Um, I think at one time someone called me Bilbo Baggins and I was like, Who's Bilbo Baggins? you know? And um, you know, there was a prophecy you will see m- much of the earth. And so I know that that is that is my mandate, you know, as a, a watchman uh, on the hill, you know, and to uh, go and, and open these gates. And I, I just want to touch on this really quick because I, I want to hone in on San Diego just for a second and California. You know, where I live, I have a different perspective of California than, than our listeners mm-hmm. that, that live in California. I don't want to say perspective, but we hear many things. I'm, sh- um, I'm the, sure you do. <laughs> yeah, on the East Coast. and and there were things that were that were coming from from men and women of God that I didn't appreciate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the and the premise of why I went to L.A. to release that word and stand above the Hollywood sign was I don't I don't believe um, that God is done with California or God is looking to do this or do that. Um, I don't I don't tie in with the gloom and doom. No. Because God's heart is always to to heal and to restore and to revive and to move. And you know, does God judge? God does judge. But God always sends revival before he sends judgment. I like that. I like that. So we we've got a couple more segments to go and we're winding up on this segment less than a minute in this segment uh Sean, but uh one of the things you mentioned earlier on in the show, and I'd like to spend some time in the next segment talking about that, you talked about the uh, priestly and kingly uh, different intercessions. There's different types of intercession. I'd love to you, have you share us with us in the next segment talking a little bit about the difference between the kingly and priestly intercession and uh, other aspects of that as well, because uh, God wants us to be identified with where he wants us to go, and he wants us to go there. Is it kingly? Or priestly, or a little bit of both? Yes, sir. Kingly and priestly intercession. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that, my listening friend, when Sean Boone of the Forerunner Movement and I return. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you're being inspired by this topic. Uh, You know, you look in the mirror and you say, God, what do you have for me? And God's looking at you and he's saying, what do you have for me? Uh, Let me show you what you have for me. I've built those things within you uh, to be a leader of leader. And you go, I'm not a leader. I'm a follower. Well, it's okay. The 12 disciples were followers of Jesus. And then there came a time when each one of them was going to have to be a special leader in their own category. Each one of the apostles our disciples became apostles, and those apostles became forerunners. Um, and so the question is for you, what does God have in store for you, and how are you going to obey, and what kind of environments is he going to put you into? You know, one of the major keys that uh, deal with this and, and that will help you uh, embrace whatever the calling is, is intercession and intercessory prayer, intercessory involvement. And uh, there's different types of uh, intercession. And in a previous segment, uh, my guest, Sean Boone of the Forerunner Movement, uh, mentioned kingly intercession versus priestly intercession. I'd love to have you carry that a little bit further, Sean Boone. Absolutely. We'd love to. So to lay a a quick foundation, and uh, this might feel like feeding from a fire hydrant. (laughs) In 1 Peter 2, 9, uh, Jesus, uh, I mean, Peter says, um, you're a chosen generation of royal priesthood, okay? Uh, so, so here we have, a, you, you, know, you can't be a royal priesthood with, without, for one, you're a priest, but if you're royal, then, then there's royalty, right? And uh, if you're royalty, then you're kingly. And uh, for our uh, ladies, we're, we would say queen, right? And so one of the things God spoke to me, he said, I need you to come out of just the function. You've, been, you've done well as a priest. I need you to start to function as a king. Uh, again, what are you talking about? And so he began to show me, like in Hebrews of Mechizedek, you know, he was both priest and king. And Jesus coming from, you know, that order, right, as both our priest and king. And so uh, I, I really want to... Uh, get into some of my prophetic friends. Some are seeing the number 222. Some may be seeing 2222, and some may be seeing 444. And I want to say Isaiah 2222. The key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder, so he shall open and no one shall shut, and he shall shut and no one shall open. And so here we talk about that function, that governmental function. And so we are the ecclesia. We are the government of God. We are a representation of God's government. Okay, and then I'll give a, a scriptural reference of Micah 2 and 12 and 13, and we, we talk about that breaker, and we talk about him coming through. But the, So the church has an authority. We have an authority, and uh, we can use those keys to open and close spiritual doors, and that is what, what, how we do that is what I call through kingly intercession, okay? And so as our high priest, Jesus represents us to God. He became human right? And he can relate to our human weaknesses and temptations. But as our king, Jesus represents and releases the rule and authority of God from heaven to earth. And so, friend, we are not sitting here scratching the the chicken, so to speak. We are seated in heavenly places. And so it's a mindset. He, He spoke to me and said, son, 
perspective is key. And so you stand before the throne, and I'm waiting for the king to speak. And when the king speaks, then I'm going to come with that exousia or authority and with the dunamis, the power of coming from the throne room with what he has has said to me. Okay? Yes. And so quickly, Kaz, um, as our king, you know, Jesus represents the rule and will of God. But as the priest, he represents the needs and the desires of people. Yes. Right? And so as a king, his role is downward from heaven to earth. And as priests, we operate from earth to heaven. Oh, that's a good analogy. Priest, earth to heaven, king, heaven to earth. I love that. Yeah. And so kingly activity is God-centered, and, and priestly activity is, is human-centered. Okay? And so his kingly function requires authority and power, as I mentioned, and his priestly role requires love, mercy, and grace. And so kings will have a scepter that symbolizes authority, and a priest will use a censer that symbolizes worship. Ooh, one, good. One relates power and the other a fragrance. Okay? And so when we understand these functions, because we can't get out of our priestly function, we must still, you know, minister to the needs of the people. But what I'm specifically focusing on for the listeners, Kaz, is that we need to function on that, that kingly intercession. It is from heaven down, that powerful prayer in heaven. I've mentioned that. You are an earthen vessel. He wants to release heaven through you. Mary carried Jesus. When Holy Spirit come upon her, she birthed Jesus. It's the same with us. We are to birth Jesus through kingly intercession in different regions and areas, our workplace, maybe, maybe as we're shopping, uh, in our city, San Diego. I believe there's many listening that says, I want to birth Jesus in San Diego. I want to release his, his rule and his authority. And we want to see San Diego saved in the name of Jesus. Oh, that's so good. You know, I appreciate that there's definitely a difference between uh, intercession from a priestly perspective and intercession from a kingly perspective. Um, Jesus says in the Gospels, uh, the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, and then the end yeah. shall come. So it yeah. is the kingdom uh, approach rather than uh, the priestly approach. There's absolutely nothing wrong, and you're absolutely right. Priestly is invaluable, and the Bible talks about in Hebrews about being kings and priests, as Jesus was a king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. So that, that that's invaluable for sure. But the focus really needs to be on the king and the kingdom. And it's the kingdom that must be preached in all the world, and then the end will come. So uh, our focus really needs to be on that. Sometimes we go, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just a priest, and I'm here just to do priestly related things like I'm going to you you talked about the difference between the scepter and what was it the wand the uh censer the censer uh mm-hmm. and the censer is uh, the sweet smelling fragrances but the scepter is a is a king's uh use for actually ruling and reigning. And we need to get into our minds and hearts that we are going to be ruling and reigning with him for a thousand years as he returns. So a lot of times, um, you know, we have we have the a sheep mentality when he wants us to be a lion. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we, we, we have um, God, God wants us to be stand boldly, and that's a kingly 
stand with authority rather than just going, oh, I don't know. I think I'll just do what is the right ministry thing to do. And God says, I want you to be a forerunner. I want you to help lead the way. And that is not the, the, the way of a priest. I'm not disregarding priesthood at all, but I'm saying our right. mentality needs to be a kingly mentality because we are to rule and reign with him. Any thoughts on that, Sean? Absolutely, and and so that's you, you make an excellent point. Um, you know, we 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 want to minister to the needs of the people, but I, I think sometimes we get so focused on that, and and so what can happen is is we can become too uh, church focused um, instead of kingdom focused. And mm. I know people say, "Well, the gospel. Look where it's been preached. It's been preached so many places, but has the gospel of the kingdom?" Yes, well, that's so good. Yes. It includes salvation. We've preached the gospel of salvation, and it includes that, but there's much more to the gospel than salvation, right? Um, we know that's a major part of it, but the, the, the gospel of the kingdom and establishing the, the, the kingdom and, and having that authority. We, we have to understand, you know, we have been placed— in in this in this authority it's not nothing that we've we've done and so we go forth with his authority that's right right. and so um that's that's one of the things when i when i go different places whether an opportunity to teach this or release this oftentimes i'll do that uh initially to get the people to thinking hey you know um what can i do what can i do and here's the beauty of it all when we talk about unity there's listeners in San Diego right now saying, you know, uh, this guy talks funny. He must be from the mountains. Uh, <laughs> they, would, they would be correct. <laughs> but this, this is a, if you saw where I lived, you'd be like, it has to be God to take this guy from this place and put him around the world, right? Oh, my. Uh, you know, hey, I believe that if we all come together and unified and had this, had this same thought and belief of what we could do, what would happen, Cass? What would happen in San Diego uh, yeah. if, if the listeners and, and those in the church said, this is what we're going to do? It would be, we, we would have so much, y'all would be, we're Sean at, let's get in here. You know, let's, yeah. the revival is here, you know, yeah. so I believe that. Yes, and revival needs to be here. But it, <clears throat> it needs to be a uh, an effort by the, we, we use the term the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. And uh, whatever aspect God has of you, you need to play a key role in this. Uh, but we need to have a kingly mentality. The kingdom, uh, the gospel of the kingdom must be preached, and then the end will come. We'll talk more about these things in our final closing segment when Sean Boone and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego. It's just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Back again, my friends, on Come Together San Diego. This is the last segment on this uh, broadcast uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific time in San Diego. Come Together San Diego, and that's what we've been doing, and that's what we always do here on this show. Encourage everybody of God to come together and change the world. Many of you are being called to be a forerunner in whatever calling God has for you. And we've been having Sean Boone, uh, a man who is involved with the forerunner movement, 
uh, with us. Sean, this is la- the last segment. We like to tie everything together that we've talked about in the entire broadcast and also encourage people because of the urgency of these times to call them into action. It's no longer a time for a be an armchair quarterback, if you will, but it's time for you to be active and activated. Sean, I'm going to hand the baton to you. What do you got for us? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, um, what what the Lord is doing is he's just sort of going, you know, like I said earlier, to and fro, and and, and he's looking. Um, I think I heard a statement uh, or read a statement about Catherine Coleman of, of when the Lord tapped her on the shoulder and said, I want to give you this ministry. And she said, look at all these men. What about them? He said, uh, I, I tried to get them, but they, they said no. So what about you? And she said, I'll do it, Lord. Uh, yep. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I've often said, you know, God makes a a man or a woman, not a ministry. And, you know, sometimes we look at ourselves and we say, not me, but I think it's scripturally clear, Kaz, that he took unlearned fishermen and and tax collectors and and nobodies, and uh, he used them mightily, uh, basically, to turn the world upside down. And so I'm a firm believer that that's what God is doing. And I I, I believe... I just I, I sense in my spirit as this this broadcast goes out that there are just some that are just that listen. I mean, maybe even caught them right from the get go. But that, that there are some that are saying, like raising their hands, saying, "Me, Lord, mm-hmm. me, yep, I'll, I'll do what you've asked me to do." Because it's just so easy to procrastinate and put off and and give many excuses to the Lord and others as as to why not. And uh, you know, Isaiah or uh, Ezekiel, Elijah would have loved to have had Holy Spirit, the, that, that very spirit on the inside of them. He would only move on them back in those days. But you have the very spirit of the living God on the inside of you. Yep. And so what else do you need? Yep, 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 yep. And, you know, you, you talk about the Babylonian system. Uh, the enemy knows how dangerous the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ is. So I think he's working overtime, like harder than ever before, to cause us to be distracted from God's calling to and through us. And so, my listening friend, this could be you. I mean, it, God, God is desirous specifically of you. He created you uh, uh, even before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew exactly who you'd be and the calling he has for you. And if you have not even begun to experience the whisperings of that call— it's time for you to discover that, and uh, the Forerunner Movement and Sean Boone are here to help inspire that. Um, you uh, know, Kaz, yes. um, I feel this really strongly. Um, I remember early on in my ministry, uh, the pastor was a dynamic speaker that led me to the Lord, and I would compare myself to him. And the Lord would say, I don't need him. I need you. And I tell people, comparison is a killer. Mm, it is. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not what somebody else can do or you can do it that well or, or, or this. You know, God has created you uniquely uh, to do what he is call, calling you to do. And once I embraced who I was, because, you know, Kaz, maybe many of the listeners, I was raised in church. Well, I know church. I know this or do that. But when we talk about forerunning, I had no reference point. I didn't know, many, I didn't know anybody that was doing what I was doing. Yes. And so God said, I want you to do a new thing. I want you to, it's why we call it movement. I want you to do a movement. We're not going to call it this or that, but to trust God. And it took, it, it took some doing, but I want to, since I, I embraced that and did that, I want to release that faith. I want to release that to your listener, you know, that they would have the, 
the um, the boldness and the courage and the braveness to embrace you know who God is calling them to be. Yes, you know what I, you, you say. You want to release. You want to encourage the people to have that boldness. I'm going to ask you. We talk about praying over people, but I want you to declare over these listeners right now. Declare it, that though that it, that it. You know, when you say say something and you declare it based on God's word, there's a tremendous amount of authority. You know, you can pray something as a priest perspective, but uh, as a king, a king doesn't need to do that as much as he does just, uh, thus saith the king, and so it is. So from a kingly perspective, as an intercessor to our listening friends, from a kingly perspective, I would ask you to proclaim and declare this upon our listening friends. Would you do that for us? Absolutely. And I say so because this isn't by chance. Kaz and I coming together is not by chance. God has said, this is what I want to do this is what I want heard in San Diego now. And so if that's what God has decided and that's what is being done, then it has the authority of heaven. There you go. And so a king will make declarations and he will make decrees. And so that's what we release over the listener. We release heavenly authority. We declare with heavenly authority, the authority uh, of, of the cross, the, the power of the blood, um, the resurrection I, the lord has spoke to me not just resurrection power on easter i'm talking everyday present resurrection that authority the the authority over death the authority over hell that we release over these listeners that authority and that boldness to not shrink back anymore but to rise up and be the man that woman of god they have called them to be to forerun to lead, to spark revival, to maintain revival, to train and equip others for their uh, ministry service, to serve in the capacities that God has given them. Father, we release that all throughout San Diego, California right now. And we say as it is happening in San Diego that it begins to just spread. I see fires just spreading all throughout the state of California. And I don't mean wildfires, but I mean spiritual wildfires. Yes, spiritual uh, wildfires right now that begin to spread. And I'm telling you, unity in California like it's never been before. Unity in San Diego like it's never been before. We're saying that the people of God, the ecclesia, the government of God uh, in faith is rising up right now. And these men and women will do exactly what you are calling them to do in the name of Jesus. Oh, my. Uh, Sean, thank you for that. That You know, there, there are certain things that are, are, you know, that are prayers, but this was not a prayer. This was a declare. And this had the authority of uh, the king and and. The kingdom, and Jesus said he's going to, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the earth. My listening friend, I think you got a flavor of the kingdom intercession and kingdom preaching right now. Uh, And not only for you to hear, but also for you to declare to other people as well. Because no more sitting in the chair thinking about stuff. It's time to get up and make a stand. You'll be amazed at the people he has to your left and to your right to come alongside you in this because the vision he's given to you has uh, co-visions of other people as well. And when you realize that you are one of the stones in this fitly framed together body of his 
his church, you'll realize he has people to your left and to your right as well to do their thing. And their thing, combined with your thing, makes it God's thing. (laughs) And God's thing really needs to come to pass. So uh, let me just thank you formally, Sean Boone, for joining us on this uh, Come Together San Diego broadcast. People needed to know not only about the forerunner movement as you see it, but also people being a forerunner as he sees them. Because God's plans for you, my listening friend, are to be a forerunner. You say, I've been a follower. Well, that's okay. But God wants you to uh, maybe to continue following some context, but, uh, but also to be a leader in other contexts as well. So, Sean, I just want to formally thank you, Sean Boone, for joining us on this uh, and talking about the Forerunner movement and what that means. You know, you mentioned a few times in the show about The Chosen, the the the, the broadcast series called, called The Chosen. I think it would be appropriate for me to mention that in a few weeks from now, we'll be having two of the cast members of The Chosen on the show, and we're going to ask them things about their insights about the show, but also what God has stirred them in and through as well. And it's going to be remarkable. But stay listening in uh, to Come Together San Diego because it's not very uh, far from now. We're going to have those guys on, and they're going to share some things about one of the most remar- one of the most remarkable broadcasts uh, of all time. And I think it's timely in God's plans as well. So, Sean, thank you so much for joining me and my listening friend. You can check this out in the archives uh, a couple days afterwards. Uh, this live broadcast uh, on Saturdays from 5 to 7 will also show up in the archives soon. Check that out on kprz.com. So, Sean, on behalf of all the people of San Diego County, we thank you and um, for joining us and sharing your insights and uh Uh, And we trust that God is going to bless you as a result of that. So, Sean, God bless you. See you later. And my listening friends, it's time for us to go. Sean Boone, God bless you. My listening friend, God bless you. And come together, San Diego. We'll come again (laughs) next week. We'll see you then. God bless. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.